Yes, sir. Welcome to another chapter of the podcast here. M out. I'm your host, Elijah Mendez, aka the Prophet on Instagram. Please follow the Instagram page for the podcast. Uh, yes, I do have to put it in every single podcast episode for you guys, but please go follow it at here underscore e period m period out on instagram for all the updates on the podcast everything about the podcast will be on that page and i'm here to present to you guys chapter eight of the podcast called metlife stadium calling this episode metlife stadium just because i was able to go to my first nfl football game last weekend with elise and if you guys don't know who Elise is, even though you guys should know by now, she is my significant other, my woman. We went to the football game. I'll explain a little bit more of what happened, my experience with it. We got a, it's not going to be a long, strung out episode this week. I'm going to keep it real simple, concise. Uh, this week we'll go with uh, more of personal stories as regards to music. What does music mean to you? I wanted to discuss what music means to me and also provide some responses from others I saw on Instagram for what music means to them. Um, and also, I would provide to you guys in this episode what artists I like to listen to for each mood I'm feeling. Happy, angry, in my bag, uh, ready to make some love, you know, like that. What type of vibe I'm trying to listen to. Um, also go over the new Brent, uh, Brent Fire song, Mercedes. Um, and then we'll go into sports. The MLB is on a lockout now. Giants and Jets both took victories on Sunday. Daniel Jones is now hurt. We'll discuss that. This is recorded at approximately 4.06 p.m. starting on Saturday, right after the Knicks had just got blown out by the Denver Nuggets. We'll discuss what's going on with the Knicks they're, as they're under 500 now. Um, the Nets in first place. And then we also go over our NFL Week 13 predictions. So, not a long episode, but we do have a lot to get to. Um, so, I'm looking forward to provide this guy to you guys. As usual, we like to start off the episodes with the words of wisdom. And this episode is no different than the other. So, the words of wisdom for this week are came from Farrah Gray. And they state, build your own dreams or someone else will hire you to build theirs. Which is true in all life and experiences and job experiences. Unless you're going to go chase your own dream, your own goals, someone's going to hire you to accomplish theirs. When it comes to working in Wall Street, working for stock markets, working for Steve Jobs, working for even retail shops, finish line, Macy's. You know, you're meeting the, bo the big boss's quota. He wants their stores to exceed quotas and stuff like that. So... I think the overall message or goal from this is just find the goal or dream you want to achieve and go out and get it and don't settle, you know, don't settle for trying to have other dreams accomplished, but because yes, it could lead to a benefit because you could be moving up depending on how well you do that. But wouldn't you want to start from the ground up with your own idea, with your own goal or choice and succeed on that? That's what I'm trying to do, and that's what I know. I have friends that are trying to do that too. Um, you know, my boy Tony, Jalen, Sean, you know, they're out there trying to, you know, follow a passion that they 
enjoy doing and putting nonstop work in in order to achieve it. So that's what I would say is the message or idea I get from that. And I hope you guys can take that in internally and, you know, make decisions that will benefit you and not benefit someone else. So speaking of decisions and benefits, we have the first experience from your host at a football game, a professional NFL game, first in person. Elise had bought me the tickets for both of us to go to the football game to watch the Giants and the Eagles play 1 o'clock on Sunday, Sunday of Thanksgiving. It was a busy weekend, as you guys know. I discussed it with you guys last episode. So Sunday came. Saturday, we went hard for Friendsgiving. Sunday came. Sunday, I was feeling a little sick. Honestly, that's when I started feeling sick, guys. If I still sound a little congested, I apologize. I've been getting over some type of cold over the past week. Um, That Sunday was the first time I started really feeling it. And, you know, I woke up with a sore throat. I don't know what I was drinking or what happened. You know, it could have been being around too many people. You know, it, it, it could have been a various amount of factors. But anyways, so woke up, we got ready, and we started our drive. We ran into a whole bunch of traffic. It was fine, you know, for a first, you know, like maybe 20 minutes. Because I'm thinking, all right, getting ready. I said, oh, okay, it's only going to take us 35 minutes to get there. Cool, no problem. But once we finally get dressed and get on the road, it's like 40, a 59 to an hour 20 drive. And I'm like, oh, man. So my cousins are there, mind you, my cousin Marcus, my cousin Jose, his brother, they're all there. And, you know, I was in constant contact with him because, you know, we were going to, um, you know, they were tailgating. So we were going to have some food, maybe have, you know, a couple drinks and then head into the game. So, you know, we're driving along. I would say we started driving around 9.30, I would say 9.40, driving Cool, I had to stop to get some breakfast. I didn't have any breakfast. Stopped at Starbucks, you know, got the egg bites. And I had the the white chocolate um, mocha iced coffee or something like that. Uh, Really good. Uh, Had that. Kept going on the road. Cool. Ran into some traffic going into the Lincoln Tunnel. And then I feel, I knew, I was like, all these people got to be going to the game. So we ran into that. But. So my cousin had told me, you know, let him know when we were close. I was like, okay, so so we got out of the traffic and time was flying, mind you. Like it was flying. We got to Jersey and I would say 15 minutes out at approximately 11.20 maybe. And we got over there and I told my cousin, hey, you know, we're close. He's like, all right, so go to lot 26. Mind you, we just made a UE. We're just following everybody because you presume this is where all the stadium traffic is going. But what I didn't realize on that turn is we passed lot 26. And I did a whole U-turn and added a whole 15 minutes on top of that, plus the traffic to get to lot 26. Lot 26, Saquon Barkley's number, if you guys didn't know, 26, even though he's had a down year. But that's another conversation for a different day. Or for later in the episode. But made the wrong turn. 
ran around, all right, you know, driving, asking people, excuse me, you know, where's lot 26? Oh, yeah, man, just ask this guy over here. Oh, excuse me, well, there's lot 26. All right, so you're going to make a left, make another left. There's going to be another guy who's going to direct you. So it was like, you know, talking to three, four people just to figure out where lot 26 was at. Got to lot 26, I would say approximately at, <laughs> it took us like 11.45, 11.50, man. We got to lot 26 and you know my cousin's like oh where you at you know we they've been there since 10 o'clock and we didn't get there till around 12 i believe almost so we found parking and all that it was like 11 50 got out the car had a couple brews um you know at least had her white claw we had a couple burgers you know so we're not spending huge money on food in the stadium which was a great idea because it is expensive in there um, and that's how it is for all these stadiums or parks you guys go to, baseball, football, basketball. It don't really matter. You're spending about 15 to 20 bucks on a beer, uh, 12 to 15 on a White Claw or, you know, a drink. You know, water is six, seven bucks. You know, popcorn, six, seven bucks. You know, candies over. You know, you're not getting none, nothing under five, six dollars in, in, uh, in, you know, when you're going to an event, especially a sporting event. Um, so was able to get in, you know, we had, we all walked towards the stadium. Mind you, I'm thinking it's right there. So we're like parking. I'm like, oh, I see the stadium. It can't be that far walk. He was like, nah, it's like 15 minute walk. So we walk, we like walk through the American Dream Mall. Uh, if you guys never heard of it, it's the place with the indoor uh, ski, uh, skiing place. You know, there's a whole water park in there. Little Uzi had posted it on Instagram. He was down that ski. I think Travis Scott went over there too at one point. Um, so real popular place. I, we haven't been there yet. We want to check that out, but um, real cool spot. Um, so we had to walk through that to go to the uh, to the game, and we had to walk through this huge tunnel. Came out, then had to wait on this line. Had to go through security, you know, all that. And eventually, you know, we were able to get to the stadium. Um, and we got through, which was good. You know, me. And Elise and my cousins, you know, we had two different scenings. We didn't really coordinate with that. We didn't really know that they were going to the game until late, you know, a couple weeks after that. But they ended up going. Uh, so they had different seats. They were by more by the field goal post. We were like almost in the middle. Beautiful seats, honestly. It was great seats. Um, so we're in there. We were sitting down. We found our seats. Um, it was it was a good defensive game. You know, the Giants they don't score a lot of points, man. Their offense is just dreadful to watch. Um, and, hey, we came out with a victory, man. That's I mean, that's all that matters at the end of the day, I think. But it was it was a great experience. You know, I had a beer. You know, Elise had, you know, um, hot chocolate. We had some popcorn, some chips. You know, we were cheering, standing up. We got a free Michael Strahan towel because Michael Strahan got uh, inaugurated into the Giants, you know, Hall of Fame. His number got retired which was really cool to see. Uh, he was pumping up the crowd. You know, it, it was really cool, uh, especially because I kind of grew up on Michael Strahan uh, ever since I watched the Giants' first Super Bowl in 2007 of, you know, this uh, 2000s era. You know, so I, I, I've seen him play and remember him, him, OCU Minyora, Matthias Kiwanuka, Justin Tuck. Like, I, I was there for that. Um, but it was really cool um, to see that as well. And seeing the game, it was a nice little memorabilia there. Um, so it was definitely a great experience. 
It was freezing outside, mind you. So literally Elise is shivering the whole time. She is freezing cold. She's telling me, hey, never again. You can go to a football game, but take your dad instead. Or go with your brother and your dad. Me, I'm done with these. It's be too cold. <laughs> so that, that was her reaction to it. But I think she had a good time, and I appreciated her for getting the tickets because that it came unexpectedly. I didn't expect to. Next thing you know, she's like, hey, babe, you know, I bought tickets to the Giant game. I was like, what? No way. I was like, wow. But it was definitely a fun, great time. It took us a little while to get home, but definitely worth it. Um, it was definitely something um, that I would love to do again. And for a first-time experience, it was great. Um, but besides that, I appreciate, you know, the experience. Uh, but... Great experience. Sorry. Somebody was ringing on the doorbell. Got a little distracted there. But great experience. We'd love to do it again. Hopefully, you know, you know, I do it again with my brother and my dad. So maybe we can experience that too. Uh, but for anybody who's considering going, it's it's a great time. It's just a lot of hassle with getting there and, you know, finally parking. It can get confusing, you know, going through the mall and stuff like that. Like, luckily, I had my cousins there because I feel like I would have been lost. Um trying to figure out where to park and how to, you know, how to get a parking and all that. So it was definitely a fun time. And I think Elise enjoyed it too. Um, so yeah, that's my little nugget about uh, my first experience at an NFL game, but we got much more to get into. So let's get into uh, the next topic of the show. All right, so let's get into the music part of the episode. So I wanted to start off with, you know, New Music Friday. Um, so there wasn't a crazy amount of music that came out. Um, so Tory Lanez came out with his single, 87 Stingray, which came out, I think, on Wednesday, um, which is part of Tory Lanez's 80-esque uh, album that's coming out. And I think next week is actually coming out. And I think Brett Fies is also coming out with his album next week. Uh, should So should be a very interesting Music Friday next week. Uh, I should have album reviews for you guys next week uh, for those two. Um, but anyway, so Tori came out with his 87 Stingray uh, single off his new album. That and, you know, Lady of Namek also came out. I thought Lady of Namek was a better single than 87 Stingray. They're both 80-esque music. I, I like the vibe he's going with this. With these two songs, now I know Tori's been canceled by the whole altercation with Megan Thee Stallion, uh, but you know the musical aspect of him is still really creative, and he's putting out some good sound right now. Um, so looking forward to the album to hear it. Um, and this is, I appreciate listening to Tori Lanez. The artist may not like him as the person, but the artist, he's he's a really good artist in my opinion. Uh, so Brent Fires also came out with an album, I mean an album, a single called Mercedes. Um, I heard it a couple times. I like it. I think it's a solid song. Um, starts off kind of slow, then the beat come, builds in. You know, Brent is, is is for the dudes out there, man. You know, he supposedly, you know, he's he's got uh, a, lot of, a lot of tracks that are, are going to be heat on his next album. So looking forward to hearing that. Um but definitely 
If I had to rate it out of 10 as of right now, since I've only heard it twice, I rated a solid 7 out of 10. You know, do I expect even more heat off the next album? Yep, looking forward to it. Uh, he's starting to grow in me. It's probably one of my favorite R&B artists out right now. Um, you know, up there, you know, Chris Brown hasn't really came out with a lot of stuff. Chris Brown was one of my favorite. Um, and then you got, you know, The weekend as well. Um you know, then you got the old school people like Fab. I really like Fab's music and RB, Neo. Um, but I'll, I'll dabble into that a little bit later in this part of the, the music part of this episode. So, yeah, definitely go check it out. Mercedes by Brent Fires. Solid uh, single by Brent. Uh, looking forward to new music by him. Um, now, I wanted to get into what artists should what I like to listen to for each type of mood. Mind you, everyone goes through many moods, happy, sad, angry, in the mood to, you know, get it on, you know, in the mood to, you know, be in your bag, you know, hide on the blanket and just listen to music. There's different types of mood when it comes to music. And music is soothing for the soul. It can soothe you. It can make you, if you're happy, it can make you happier. If it's if you're sad, it can make you more sad. You know, it can make you more angry. You know, it's it's you know, music is a cure and can put you in all these different types of emotions, depending on the artist, depending on the song, depending on the genre, obviously. So I just wanted to go over that a little bit, give you guys a taste of how I look into music and what I see as uh, something I listen to with happy and angry and all that. So first mood is happy. Now happy, I think of, even though it's very cliche, Pharrell Williams, you know, I know he came out with a song happy, but Pharrell Williams always puts me in a good mood. Like he has a lot of tracks where you just, you just bop into it, enjoying yourself, especially his tracks with Jay-Z, um, you know, Snoop, you know, like Pharrell Williams, he never puts you in any type of mood besides, you know, happy living life, enjoying yourself. So he's one artist that I think about when it comes to being happy. And this is all straight for the dome. I don't have any of this written down. This is just coming coming straight from mine. Next one will probably be Drake. Obviously, you know, Drake is just um, you know, he puts you in a in a good mood, a lot of his tracks. He could also put you in a sad mood. Yeah, we know that. But recently Drake has, you know, a lot of tracks where it's just like club joints, you know, where it's a lot of, you know, stuff you listen to and you just you just bopping and just having fun, having a good time. So I definitely think, you know, Drake is one of the artists that you, you put him on and, you know, everyone is, you know, having a good time in a good mood when, you know, Drake is playing. Um, for, um, you know, just to give you an idea of a couple tracks, maybe, um, for Drake, it would probably be like um, a Hotline Blink, obviously. Um. Uh, wow, I'm literally just phasing off. Uh, fly you out to Greece. You know you got Greece. You got um, you got passion fruit. Uh, one dance. You know, twist and turn. You know, you got you got a couple. You got a whole bunch of tracks that just make you hyped up. Um, nonstop. You know, there's plenty of tracks. Um, now Pharrell's another guy. Where, you know, he has a lot of tracks that really, you know, like I said, put you in a good mood. Um, for Pharrell, you know, you got um you got Get Lucky, you got Frontin', you got um Beautiful, 
you know, finna get loose. So you got a couple tracks with him in it as well. Uh, for the mood of anger. Now, angry, you you, you pissed off. You want to just, you want know, to punch a wall. You want to throw shit. You want to hit stuff. You know, like that type of music, you know. I'm angry. Like, it. I don't know. Like, it's just, you got rock, obviously, because, you know, you got hard rock. You got, you know, you know Machine Gun Kelly's. You got, you know, um, like from real Guns N' Roses. You know, you got some real rock. You know, Aerosmith you might want to listen to. But, you know, I got Shaq West. You know, Shaq West is a guy who, you know, can get you hype and, you know. Makes you just like, you know, let out all your emotion, you know, with uh, Mo Bamba, you know, Chippy Chippy, you know, uh, Mud Boy, you know, that album. He's got a lot of songs that just get you like real riled up. Um, so Shaq West is definitely one guy I think of when it comes to that. Uh, Ski Mask, another guy that just gets you real pumped. XX, Tentacion, may he rest in peace. Another guy that's real like pump up if you angry you know you 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 can listen to some x and he can get you in that mood that riled up type of mood um you know he ha- he has some tracks as well you know trippy red's another guy uh playboy cardi i think a whole lot of red has a lot of tracks like that when you feel like this ain't nobody gonna tell you sh- you know um so those are a couple artists that i think of for in your bag Drake, obviously, you know, um, with, you know, Marvin's Room, uh, Shot For Me, Over My Dead Body, you know, that whole album, you know, of Take Care is just, you know, solid R&B, iconic R&B Drake um, that everyone likes to listen to when they're in their bag. Then you got Jaded from his latest, you know, from as early, um, recent, more recent. Um, you got The weekend. Call out your name, you know, from, um, you know, that whole album um, is just in your bag, pissed off at your ex, F them, you know, or you angry at one of your friends that let you down, you know, like F them, I'm in my bag, I don't want to talk to nobody, I just want to listen to these artists, you know, The Weeknd got tracks like that, I think Drake got tracks like that, um, you know, you got uh Tory got a couple tracks like that as well. His last album was like that. Um, you know, you can listen to some old. You know, if if you listen to some female artists, you know, you got some uh, some Aaliyah, some Ashante, some Beyonce. You know, you got you got artists like that as well who will put you in your bag. Um, next topic. I mean, next topic. Next category is ready to make love. When you're ready to make a move with that with your significant other, that special person, the girl, the guy you're trying to get down with, these are the artists that I would say um, that you definitely got tracks that you could put on to put you in that mood. Uh, you got you got the old school like the Marvin Gaye's, the Temptations. You know, um, you also got you know you got Mister and Mrs. Jones. You know, oh, I want to go outside in the rain, but then you got the newer artists. You got Chris Brown. You know, he has a lot of tracks that, you know, you're trying to get down, get down to it. Yeah, Chris Brown, you know, you got, um, 
Neo, um, Usher, Trey Songs, big artists, you know, right there for that. You know, he these like these artists who like to put out songs that um put you in the mood, you know. So they these those are the main ones, these R and B S type of dudes. Um but you know, you had your Mar you had your one offs, you know, you had your Mario's, you had your um Bobby Valentino's, you know, you had these guys, and then you had the one offs that, you know, released a couple tracks here and there. The weekend is low key one of those ple- people too that will put on will put out a track that you know you can you can make love to have sex to. So there we go. You know, those are some artists to listen to for each mood you're trying to get into. So that was another topic I just wanted to present to the table for you guys. You guys can let me know what artists you guys like to listen to whatever mood you guys are trying to feel. Um, There was plenty of other moves, obviously, laughing, funny, you know, depressed. You know, there's, there's artists that are very different. But so, you know, if you guys have another artists that you guys like to listen to with any of those emotions you like to bring out, then let me know, you know, cause you got funny, you got little Dicky, you know, you got, um, Oh, what the heck is this guy's name? Um, wow. Um, he made a song with Yachty. Um, Ooh, man, this is tough. I forgot his name. Oh, Kyle, you know, these guys that are kind of like funny ish rappers. Um, but yeah, let's move on to the next thing I wanted to get into when it comes to music. So what does music mean to you? Now I put this question out on Instagram to see what music meant to other people. Cause I already not wanted to just give my perspective, but also wanted to introduce other people's perspective as well. Just wanted to hear a little bit. Now I didn't get a lot of responses. Mind you, I did this about an hour or so ago. So I, there wasn't really a lot of time for people to really give me more responses to it, but I did get a couple. Um, so I just wanted to share it with you guys. Um, so you guys have an idea what other people think music means to them. So um, first one, um, my boy Vision Sean, shout out to Vision Sean, uh, said art and emotion. So music means to him art and emotion. Music is an artistic thing. Music is art, in my opinion. And in other, obviously, it's a fact. I mean, and it's in my opinion. Slow down. Music is art in a sound sense, and music can tell a story. You know, it can be up for interpretation. Music can mean a whole bunch of different things. Music also brings out emotion from us. Like we just talked about, it can make you happy. It can make you sad. It can make you angry. It can make you, um, you know, depressed or laugh or, you know, in your bag. You know, there's very other emotions that music brings out of us. So that was definitely a good... um, quote by Sean. So I definitely agree with that. Um, next person was Gabby. Uh, shout out to Gabby. She was saying that just feeling better, you know, no matter what, you know, what you're feeling like. And then, you know, she said Bad Bunny was her favorite artist. Um, Bad Bunny, one of the Puerto Rican icons, probably going to go down as the best Puerto Rican artist to ever come out for us. So I uh, definitely agree with that. Bad Bunny can, is another artist that can put you in a great mood. He can put you in your bag. Just, you know, I honestly didn't even mention the Hispanic artists, but there's a couple of Spanish artists you could put in each category. You know, Raul Alejandro could probably put, you could put it in the category of ready to make love. You know, Satch could be in the, in your bag. You know, Bad Bunny can make you feel happy or he can make you feel sad. 
you know, like uh, Anuel could bring that anger out of you, like that FU mentality. Um, so there's definitely Hispanic artists out there. So don't don't knock them at all. They do a great job of spreading out emotion too. Um, and Bad Body is definitely one of my favorite artists out right now as well. Um, next one was my by my boy Johnny Picks. Tell me. Um, John got his own music. You know, he he plays the guitar. He plays the bass. He's out there in bands. So shout out to John, you know, doing his thing. Uh, and he just said, he said it's simple. It's life, brother. And I agree with that. Music is life. Music means a big part to me and it means a big part to him. And I know it means a big part for other people out there as well. You know, music, like I said, is a big part of our life. We listen to it on our way to work. We listen to it when we're working out, when we're trying to focus, you know, when we want background noise, you know, when we're having a good time, when we're partying. Music is everywhere, man. So I, I have never met someone that doesn't like music. And I want to meet someone that doesn't like music so I can hear their perspective on it. But music is everywhere. It is life. It, you know, it could bring so much out of us. Uh, music can add tone. It can add mood. You know, it's music is so powerful, man. There's such a big art piece that I think everyone underestimates it as an art, a piece of art. So, final question. What does music mean to me now? So, to me, music means, like, everything. You know, like, music has got me through problems that I faced, you know, music has, you know, put me in emotions that I want to feel, you know, it gets me all hyped up, ready to go. Or if I'm, I'm just not in a good mood and I just want to listen to one of my favorite artists and just, you know, that he can express it for me. Cause I don't have the vocals to do that. Unfortunately, I'm not a bad singer, but I'm not a great singer. You know, I'm all right. I'm all right. You know? So, um, yeah. So to me, music means a lot. Um, Music has been something I've I've grown up with, honestly, from listening to it in my you know my dad's car, to uh, making my own CDs using LimeWire, you know, and you know just putting my headphones on and zoning myself out from the whole world. Like music is a way for me to just shut everything away, shut everything out, and just it's just me and my music. Um, that's why I love DJing so much. Um, that's another reason why. Um, it's just music means so much to me. It means the world to me. Um, and it's just so much good music there. I don't hesitate when it comes to genre. I'm always open to listen to whatever track and give, you know, my opinion on it. You know, I listen to rock songs. I listen to reggae, reggaeton, uh, pop, R&B, rap, hip hop. You know, I listen to music from different countries. Um, so I, I like to be very versatile, um, when it comes to my music. And I don't think I would be the person I am today without the music, honestly, um, because I saw it as a way to cope with things. I saw it as a way to uh, get away from the world when the world was beating me up. So I always knew that music was the number one thing to rely on, you know, obviously besides family, friends, my significant other, but music was that artistic thing that I really connected to. So that's what music means to me. And if you guys want to let me know what music means to you guys, you know, I'm, that question is still up on my Instagram. So you guys could go provide, you know, your answers and how you feel about that. Um, and yeah, just let me know. So, uh, again, music, big part of my life. I presume is a big part of a lot of you guys' lives as well. 
Uh, but let's move on. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Now we head into the sports section of the podcast. Uh, a lot of people's favorite part of the pod. I want to start off with the uh, MLB lockout. So now uh, the official lockout of Major League Baseball has occurred. Rob Manfred, the commissioner, has officially announced it. Owners and uh, the league met for approximately, I believe it was seven minutes, and that was it, and they planned on locking out. Honestly, a lot of reports from Jeff Passan, Buster Olney, uh, John Heyman, and other MLB reporters are stating that they don't expect a resolution to this until sometime in February. So it could be a very long time until we see um, any type of resolution. Hopefully we have baseball starting um, on time this year. I, it doesn't seem like it at this point. But, you know, you never know when it comes to these lockouts. They can, you know, get fixed in a couple months or it could take even longer than that. So we're not really sure. You're just hoping for the shorter term for this. Um, but before that, uh, the Mets have been killing it in free agency. Obviously, free agency only brings you a good team on paper. And, you know, things can change when you're actually playing the games. But the Mets picked up Mark Canna. Mark Canna. Outfielder from Oakland, Starling Marte, another outfielder from Oakland. Uh, they picked up uh, Escobar, um, third baseman from Arizona, who was an all-star last year. They picked up Max Scherzer now, all-star pitcher, coming off a great season with the Nationals slash Dodgers. Uh, one of the best pitchers in the league. The Mets were able to sign him as well. So the Mets had probably the best offseason Besides, you know, maybe the Rangers who signed Simeon and Corey Seager. But the Mets are, you know, after that Steven Matz uh, signing, you know, that occurred, Steve Cohen, you know, pretty much said that was the worst that an agent had treated him. And he, instead of, you know, he talked a little bit on Twitter, but after that he used his money. You know, he put his money where his mouth was and he he spent a lot of money to bring in some high-priced, well-rounded players, good locker room guys, because the Mets locker room was a mess last year. Let Javi Baez go, let Marcus Stroman leave. You know, you bring in Scherzer and Escobar, Canna. Uh, you know, these are guys that are good locker room guys, so they're going to bring, you know, a positivity to the locker room. Enough of the Mets have always been in their own ways most of the time. So to bring in players that, you know, actually, you know, bring a positive outlook to the locker room is a, Good positive change for the Mets is something that they need. Now, the Yankees front, it's been relatively quiet. You haven't really heard a lot of moves by the Yankees. A lot of free agents have been outside their price range. You know they were looking to sign a, uh, a shortstop. Unfortunately, that hasn't occurred yet. Um, their team is the same as it's been. They re-signed Ursh, um, Gary Sanchez and Urshela to uh, you know arbitration. They're looking to sign Judge long-term, so that's a lot of money invested in this team on top of already having J Garrett Cole sign for a long-term and John Carlos Stanton sign long-term. You know, you're going to add Aaron Judge to that. You know, you got a couple of other players that are signed long-term, so unless you're going to get rid of those players, Yankees didn't want to, you know, price themselves out of a lot of these free agents. Uh, you still have Correa available. You still have Trevor Story available. Uh, you got the Alderson Simmons of the world. You know, you can go trade for someone like uh, Amanda Sai from 
Kansas City, a Paul DeJong from the Cardinals. You know, the Yankees, you know, they have Anthony Volpe uh, projected to come, uh, you know, to the majors in two years. So not next year, the year after. So obviously they don't want to sign a shortstop long term because they think that's Volpe's job when he makes it to the majors. But worst comes to worst, whoever they would sign would possibly move to third base. Urshela would eventually be moved, I would presume. Um, but we'll see what happens with that. LeMayhew's another guy that was signed long term, so that's somebody I forgot. Yankees still need a starting pitcher, I believe. I think, you know, Kluber went to Tampa Bay. He signed with Tampa Bay. You got Garrett Cole, who pitched well, who pitched okay, like towards the end of the stretch. He, he was up for Cy Young, but he honestly didn't deserve to win it. Um, you got Jameson Tyong, who had to deal with injuries throughout the whole year. You had Herman, who's dealing with injuries. Severino's dealing with injuries. You know, you had Nestor Cortez, who pitched really well, nasty Nestor. But are you bringing him back as a rotation guy? He was a bullpen guy who you kind of forced into the rotation. You know, you got some young arms and Clark Schmidt. Is Davey Garcia going to take a step up and potentially move into the rotation next year? You know, you got uh, some options there, but I think they need another starter at the very least. Starter market is trying to wear thin. Honestly, there's not a lot of starters available, but the Yankees have to, you know, I think they have to target that. Center field was outfielder was another position. I mean, Aaron Hicks is coming off another Tommy John surgery. So who knows how he's going to play? Um, I think they definitely need another outfielder and uh, utility, man. I mean, you, you let Tyler Wade go, you let Velasquez go, you know, Odor is gone. So who, who's your utility, man? You need someone to sign that you can play multiple positions. Someone who could come off the bench, give you a stolen base, can give you some contact. You know, so the Yankees have a lot of moves to make, and I think after the lockout, you're going to see some players sign for less than what they were supposed to if it was a regular MLB offseason. Um, and I think that's when the Yankees are going to start to strike. You know, the late Yankees, the Dodgers, they've been pretty relatively quiet this offseason, so I expect them to move when the lockout eventually does end, hopefully soon. Um, but let's go on from a, a team that, you know, with low expectations to another uh, two football teams that have low expectations with the Jets and the Giants. They both won on Sunday. Big games uh, this week coming up. Uh, I, like I said, I saw the Giants game live in person where they won 13 to 7. They had four turnovers in the game, and the Eagles still had two chances to score a touchdown. Luckily enough for the Giants, they weren't able to accomplish that, um, and they lost. The Jets, they played a, t- they played a game against. Houston, one of the worst teams in the league, and they were able to, able to hang on to that due to their running game. Um, but it wasn't a it wasn't a beautiful game from Zach Wilson at all. Zach Wilson didn't play well at all. Honestly, he just looked out of sorts. Uh, he threw for only 145 yards. He threw an interception. But you know, Tevin Coleman and uh, Austin Walter and Ty Johnson picked up the slack. Um, you know, for the Jets in the running game, and they played, you know, the defense played well. So lucky enough for them, you know, the defense was able to pick it up, and they were able to hold on to a 21-14 victory. Jets are playing the Eagles this Sunday. Um, Garden Mishu is expected to be the quarterback for uh, Philly, with Jalen Hurts having a hurt ankle. Uh, Jalen Hurts is hurt. <laughs> um, then you got... Uh, um, you know, they, they're playing in MetLife Stadium again. The Eagles are two straight weeks in MetLife. 
this is a game that, you know, the Jets, you know, Zach Wilson needs to at least have a good game here, man. He doesn't look right. His knee still looks unhealthy, and I know he's trying to push it through and get out there, but uh, it's a bad job by the coach. Uh, he still looks, you know, just uncomfortable. Doesn't look the, you know, he looked like how he did before he got injured, just uncomfortable in the pocket, not looking for the easy throws, looking for the home run throws, and they're just not there. Um, you know, the kid kid needed work, and, you know, he's he's not really – you know, learning at this point, his confidence seems shot. Um, but let's see if the Jets, I mean, they, they can they surprise Philly. It's definitely possible, especially with a backup QB. Um, but I, I consider them underdogs against the Jaguars. I mean, the Jaguars against the Eagles at this point. As regards to Giants, uh, you know, they, they played a defensive battle as well. If it wasn't for the defense, they would have lost that game, honestly. Um, Daniel Jones didn't play well, and now he's injured. Daniel Jones has a hurt neck and went from him being out a week or so to him being out for the season, to him practicing, to him being ruled out last minute. Um, it's been a messy situation. So now Mike Lennon is expected to start in Miami. Um, it might be a rough game for the Giants. Miami defense is really good. Uh, they blitz a lot. Uh, they've won their past four games, I believe. Tua Tungavailoa has been playing way better. Uh, Giants don't have any run game right now. Their offense can't move the ball. Uh, their defense is playing extremely well, but so is Miami's defense. And if I trusted one offense over the other, I'm trusting Miami's offense in all honesty. I don't see this as a game the Giants can win. Um, you know, my they're catching Miami at a wrong time at this point. Maybe early in the season they would have beaten them, but right now they seem like they're clicking on all cylinders at this point. You know, Miami knocked out Cam Newton uh, out the game last week against Carolina. So, I mean, I'm not too sure what's going to happen uh, with this Giants team. Um, you know, Kenny Galladay's got to step it up. Barkley has to do some big runs. Um, they're going to rely on those two uh, to carry this offense with Tony still out, Shepard out. Uh, you know, they, they still don't have their full weapons. Nate Soldier is questionable. So, who knows? We might see some Matt Pert at right tackle. But yeah, it's not really a team, a game I expected Giants to win, which um, which is why I'm not too sure. You know, they are able to win, and it leads me to my NFL picks for Week 13, so I can provide that to you guys. Uh, last week I came so close to winning the pool money. If you guys didn't know, uh, you know I I, I'm, I participate in the pool every week, you know, to try to win money. And uh, this week, it didn't work out at all. I was this close, man. If Seattle would have won that game, you would have I would have been twelve hundred right in my account. But unfortunately, they didn't hold on to win. Well, that Seattle offense looks extremely suspect at this point. You know they don't they don't they're not playing how they usually play. So I'm not too sure if um you know we'll see that Seattle team again at this point, but. Let's move on to the picks here. So, first game, Colts and Texans. Uh, this might be an obvious game. Um, the Colts are just playing extremely well. They played tough against Tampa Bay, but they ended up losing. Uh, I think the Colts are trying to fight for their playoff lives at this point at 6-6. Six and six. Houston's not really playing for much except for a top draft pick. I think Indianapolis takes care of business at Houston for first game. Uh, next game, Vikings and Lions. 
Lions are just an untrustworthy team. They still haven't got a win. This is their possibility to get a win. But I think, again, Minnesota is fighting for the playoffs here. Do I want Detroit to win for the Giants' small amount of playoff chances? Of course. But I just this isn't a game that matches up well for Detroit. Jared Goff just doesn't look like a great a good quarterback at this point. I got the Vikings winning this one, going to six and six, and trying to take a hold of that uh, seventh playoffs spot. Giants and Dolphins, we just talked about it. It's a tough matchup for the Giants uh, with that blitzing Dolphins defense and that offensive line that can't guard nobody. So I expect the Dolphins to win this game. Um, you know, it might be close. It might be like a three, four-point victory for the Dolphins because they're not that great of a team, but I, I don't see the Giants winning this, especially with Mike Lennon, that quarterback. Uh, Buccaneers and Falcons, uh, really interesting game. Uh, you expect the Buccaneers to hold handily, handle the Falcons, and I expect them to win this game. I'm not too sure about how much. Division games are always difficult to judge. Uh, you never know. With division opponents, it's always possible that they, you know, that the lowly team, you know, plays well against a division opponent since they play each other twice a year. Uh, but I got the Buccaneers winning that. And I'm not too sure that uh, the Falcons are going to be able to keep up and scoring-wise with the Buccaneers. Um, next game would be the Eagles and Jets. Like I said previously, I got Philly winning this. Um, I just think with uh, – even with Gardner Mitchell being at quarterback, I think he might even be a better option than Jalen Hurts at this point. So who knows about that? Uh, the Jets just – you know, they got lucky against Houston. Um, you know, and Philly's a better team than Houston. I think they'll be able to uh, – Phillies uh, inside the line with Fletcher Cox and Vernon Hargrave will be able to get after the Jet quarterback, Zach Wilson, and be able to win. Um, next game, Cardinals and Bears. Um, I got the Cardinals winning this. Colin Murray should be back. DeAndre Hopkins is expected to be back as well. Um, Andy Dalton still at quarterback. Uh, I want Chicago to lose every single game at this point, uh, and they don't look like – they're good right now, and Arizona's rolling on all cylinders pretty much. Uh, coming off the bye, I expect them to win this game uh, wholeheartedly. Uh, Chargers and Bengals. Chargers have been on a little uh, downslide at this point. Herbert's still a great quarterback, but his defense is not playing well. They have the weapons. It's just uh, Cincinnati was rolling right now after destroying Pittsburgh. So I expect it's a 6-5 and five versus a 74 team. Both teams you could see have a chance to win this, but I got Cincinnati winning at home. Um, to go in for Jaguars and Rams. I expect the Rams to blow out the Jaguars. Jaguars have no chance, I believe, in this game. The Rams have been sliding. They've lost like uh, the last three games, I believe. I don't expect them to lose four straight against a lowly Jaguar team. They're going to win that. Washington and the Raiders. Uh, very interesting matchup between two teams that have big victories last week. Uh, I, I think Las Vegas is going to hold on to win this. They're at home. Washington is playing well as of late. Their defense is playing way better. They played Russell Wilson extremely well. But I got Las Vegas holding on to win this. They were able to score a lot of points against Dallas. Um, and I think, you know, Derek Carr is a really good quarterback. And I think he'll beat out Tyler Heineke in this game, especially with Oakland at home. Um, Ravens and Steelers, very interesting game. I was leaning towards picking Baltimore, but with these division games, you never know. Mike Tomlin is such a great coach, man. I just don't expect him to have the Pittsburgh Steelers lay an egg again. Um, I think Pittsburgh will be able to fight with Baltimore and actually have Pittsburgh winning in an upset just because this is a game that two teams that despise each other at this point. Uh, Baltimore hasn't been playing well in their victories as of late. 
Um, I think there's an opportunity for Pittsburgh to steal a win here and, you know, go to 6-5-1. and one. Uh, Next game, 49ers and Seahawks. Should be an interesting game. I got Seattle winning this, even though Seattle's kind of not in the play. They're outside looking in at 3-8. and eight. Um, I think they'll be able to hold on. They're in Seattle. I think Russell Wilson's going to look for a bounce-back game. Every week, his fingers should be getting healthier. Um, so we're soon to see the, you know, the old the Russell Wilson that we know and love, um, Mr. Unlimited, as he likes to call himself. Uh, I don't think San Francisco is a real good team at this point. Um, their coach is over. <laughs> I think he's over applauded at this point. Um, he's 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 been underwhelming. Uh, you know, are, are you starting Trey Lance? Are you going Garoppolo? Like, who knows with this team? The defense plays up and down. So I got Seattle winning this. Um. And we got Chiefs and Broncos. Should be an interesting game. Chiefs are at home in Arrowhead. Um, you know, Denver's been had a big victory last week. Kansas City is rolling right now. I expect them to hold on to get the win um, in Arrowhead. I, I think Denver can't score the points with Kansas City. If their offense is rolling, they're gonna they're gonna be hard to stop. Uh, Bills and Patriots, obviously the game of the week. Great game between two great teams. Uh, Bill Belichick is back, and you know this is a a fight for the first place in the a and in, in the East, in the AFC East. Um, I I think, but I got Buffalo holding on to win. This is going to be a close battle, and I can see people going both ways in this game. But I got Buffalo winning this one. Uh, they're at home. They need to prove a point against New England. They got to show them, hey, you guys are still not on our level yet. So I think Buffalo will, will make that statement in this victory. To go eight and four, drop New England down to eight and five. So there we go. And I just to give you guys a score prediction, I have the um, Buffalo winning that uh, twenty-seven to twenty, or you know a twenty-seven twenty-four type of game. It's going to be close, but I, I got a uh, Buffalo winning that. Now, last thing I wanted to move on to is basketball here, man. So. That deep breath was just me as a Knicks fan at this point. But the Nets, let's start off with the Nets. The Nets have been playing extremely well. Um, they've won their past. Oh, no, actually, they lost again. They've won two of their past three. Uh, they're playing the Bulls right now. Uh, there's about seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. They're down by six. Uh, the Nets and the Knicks played each other on Tuesday. It was a real back-and-forth game. Knicks had a big lead. Then the Nets had a big lead. Real back and forth, good game from both teams, uh, but the Nets were able to hold on for the victory uh, due to a, a questionable foul by Mitch Robinson uh, on a play where in which James Johnson had the chance to win it on a game winning shot, and he fouled them, and he hit the two free throws with just under two seconds left. So the Nets were able to win that, and then he went on and beat the Timberwolves one ten to one hundred five. Listen, the Nets are clicking. James Harden is figuring it out. KD, you know, they they take turns at this point. One, you know, will start uh, going on a scoring rampage, then the next one go on a scoring rampage. These are two of the most unguardable players in the league, and I say this all, every single time. They had Kyrie. They would be definite uh, favorites to win a championship. Unfortunately, you know, Kyrie, you know, due to his own personal health choices, which is fine. He's not playing with the Nets right now. Do I think they still have a solid team that can win the East? Yeah, I think so. Uh, depends what the Bucks have to say about it. I think they're better than every other team in the East at this point. Um, even the Bulls, uh, the Bulls have been the biggest, you know, surprise of the season, I believe. And, you know, so they've been playing extremely well. Um, but the Nets have been playing well, man. I, they're first place in the East right now. 
at 16 and six. Uh, so you got to give the Nets props. You know, they're doing their thing. They're doing what they're supposed to do. And, uh, you know, let's see if it continues. Now for the Knicks, the Knicks have not been playing well. They have been on a three-game skid. Uh, they just lost to Denver in a route, 113-99. They just look out of it. The energy, the fight, it just don't look – it's not there. It's not right. Thibodeau is not liking the effort. He stated it. They got San Antonio, Indiana, and Toronto in a road trip, three-game road trip before coming back home to face the Bucks and then the Warriors. It's it's going to be a tough stretch, and the Knicks need to figure out if they want to, you know, either get back to where they were at last year, which was, you know, a 10-game over 500 team, or at least get in the playoffs at this point because they're, they're not – there's no fight in this team. They don't have enough talent, no offense, to, you know, outbeat effort. They need to have that effort. R.J. Barrett hasn't been making the step that everyone wanted him to make as of right now. He had a few good games in the beginning of the season – but he start, he's he still can't shoot the ball at this point. Um, you know, they haven't been playing great defense. They only played great defense for a quarter or two, but it's not a whole 48-minute, you know, attack on defense, and it's just leading to them losing these games, man. They're tough losses for the Bulls and the Nets. Uh, they lost by, you know, you know, a couple, couple points. They lost to the Nets by two, and I think they lost by Chicago by four. Um it's it's just you know the Nets have to, the Knicks have to figure it out, man. Uh, Barrett said on the post game, "We just got to care." Um, they don't they don't have the star power the Nets and the other contenders. They they're gonna have to beat people on the defensive end, and they've said that. They, you know they got to play hard, extremely hard, and that's how they built this team and this culture from last year. Um, it's just you know the Knicks fans were booing them. And well-deserved. I mean, this team is just not playing well. They allowed 21 points to Zeke Nagy, uh, uh, you know, a second, third-year player from uh, from Arizona. They're all out of sorts, and Thibodeau has acknowledged that. Do I see them picking it up? I think they might. When that December 15th day comes, I can see the Knicks making some moves just because it just – this team looks off, man. I don't know what it is. It just looks off. They're not the same team as they are last year. And people wanted to blame Kemba, but I don't think it's Kemba at this point. If I was the Knicks, I would have I wouldn't have took Kemba off the lineup. Honestly, I know he was playing bad, but they haven't won a game since Kemba's been out the lineup, you know, <laughs> at this point. So um I think they need his scoring and his leadership. And and you know, this falls on Julius Randle a lot of it. He's made some questionable plays as of recently, turning the ball over too much, ISOing the ball too much. He's the, in the beginning of the season, this Knicks team was passing the ball all over the place, and now it's been real stagnant on offense, and it just hasn't looked like a well-rounded team at this point. Um, so they have to make some changes. I don't know what Tom Thibodeau wants to do. Does he bring Kemba Walker back into the starting lineup? Um, you know, it, do you play Obi more minutes? Do you start quickly or Rose instead of Burks? I, I'm not too sure. I, you know, do you make a move at the trade deadline? Is you know, there's possibilities for this team, but they have to figure it out regardless. You know, so uh, let's see what happens. Uh, but you know, I, this team has got a tough road trip coming up, so let's see if they can get a couple wins. They can't let this losing streak get on them. It's still early in the season where they're able to bounce back, but they need to bounce back fast. Fast at this point, under 500, it's not a good look. I know that all the sports radio shows are going to be talking about them on Monday. So 
They got to be prepared for that. I don't know what's going to do. I, I know they're going to hear people that say trade Rando, trade Barrett. You know, that's not the resolution because right now they're they're you don't trade people when they're on their lowest trade value because you're not going to get as much as you should get for them. So I don't know. I think the Knicks have to figure it out. And that's the job of Thibodeau and this coaches staff to figure it out with the pieces you have. But that's all I got for today's episode. Um, I appreciate you guys tuning in for another episode of the Hear Em Out podcast. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your weekend. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday. Go out, have some fun with family and friends. Um, again, I can't thank you guys anymore as much as I have at this point. You guys have been amazing uh, by supporting me in my dream of having my own podcast and talking about things I love and care about. I appreciate it. I hope you guys are safe. Enjoy the holiday season. And uh, speak to you guys next week. Peace out.